Hello and welcome to another episode of the B Team. My name is Pimo. The Atlanta Braves are currently winning five to one. We were supposed to be announcing this on a different platform, but we've got some big news. Jerry, do you want to let our loyal audience know? Well, what's up? we're very, very, very excited, Pimo. Chuck Man uh, flew in late last night from Boston. He right overnight flight on Frontier. That was a whole other story. We'll talk about that later. He is alive and he made it okay, folks. But we have breaking news. <laughs> Lee, when you heard, Chuck, man, when you heard the news, how, how excited were you? Uh, I was thrilled. I mean, we've been, uh, we've been waiting for a break. We've been, we needed a partner. Uh, we have great advertising and uh, mm-hmm. really fantastic producing and, and, and talent and guests. But uh, it's great that we've, uh, uh, joined up with uh, with Color Cast. Color Cast. Uh, Color Cast. Really, really excited about about the merger. About the mer- the merger. They're calling it. They are. They're the podcast world is taken by storm. They haven't really experienced anything like this since the Rogan contract. Yeah, that's um, what people are comparing it to. Uh, is the but, Rogan deal. Yeah, it's not that much money. I can tell you that much. But it's but it's the, a pretty penny. It's a nice valuation. Yeah, it's a good valuation of our services, and we agree. You know, it's generous. Um, but yeah, we are joining in some capacity. We still have a lot of details to work out. Very technical details, the things like figuring out how to you know take the content we're creating and share it with the world through Colorcast. But we are on the Colorcast network, and you'll be hearing and seeing our incredible work and. Um, social media advertisements that is as well yeah so assuming uh next tuesday at 10 eastern we can figure out the stream um download the app before then uh we uh not that we couldn't figure it out tonight but not at all we are releasing this now uh when you hear this uh to get you ready for next tuesday at 10 p.m exactly this is a little precursor per se Yes. 10 yes. Eastern, 8 Mountain, 9 Central, 7, seven for the Pacific. West Coast. Eve, Evan, we're talking to you. If you're located in Brian, Tokyo. Brian. Ryan. Oh, my God. Our fucking number one fan from the West yeah. Coast. Ryan, we're talking to you. Seven, please tune in. We're going to need all the hearts we can get as we make this transition to ColorCast. Yeah, it's going to be really if great. <laughs> if we if they have us back after our debacle, back. after this debacle of a first uh, night one on uh, the color cast feed, um, but for now you know we can have a little sports podcast. You know, but everyone's starving for content. Uh, there's a ton of stuff going on. I guess you know we can just use this as a bridge to get our listeners to our next color cast, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's a shame that our debut with Colorcast didn't go well. Not that it was a bad start, but there was just no start. Guys, I think there was, yeah, you know, it's a, it's a start. There's no start. Right. That's all. And we thought that this was going to be really big for us as a podcast. It didn't end up being that big, but it's okay. There's always next week. That's that's sports. Sports is that there's always the next game. Mm, Um, Yep. And that's what we're looking at this like there's another game for us to be able to make it and do something that we like and I don't want to hate every day. Right. You said yeah. Yeah, exactly. So uh, I guess, you know, we'll uh, 
well, we have the World Series going on right now, uh, and we probably want to get Pimo back to the game ASAP. Pimo's actually at the game right now in the bathroom uh, casting with us. Uh, Pimo, how are you feeling up 5-1 right now? Well, let me just tell you that the Astros fans are rambunctious. I have been getting called every name in the book by these scumbags down here in Houston. Uh, I'm hiding out in a stall right now. I got an AirPod in my ear. Um, I'm listening to the game in the other ear. And, yeah, I'm feeling good. You know, good to see right now Braves are up going. I think it's the middle of the fifth. I don't know. I've been in this bathroom for a good bit of time. Um, I was in here trying to get the cast going. I was going to be on the hot seat on the color cast. That didn't end up working. Um, so I've just been in here. You know, it's been a lot. The producer and I have gone back and forth. So just happy to be here. Wow, that is intense down there. What is the crowd's reaction to the endless uh, blood pouring and cheater chants that are continuing to stream into Houston? Uh, I'm sorry. I'm just I'm getting a breaking news actually right now from uh, a friend of mine. Jack Douglas, maybe friend of the pod. He's letting me know. He's saying that uh, Charlie Morton is out for the season. That's uh, really sad to hear. But to your question, yeah, I've been trying to – I actually brought a trash can down, um, courtesy of our friend Pete Merrick. He gave me one from Waste Management. Um, So, yeah, it's been good. It's been good. Yeah, so we got Pima away from the game. We will do this. Will be our transitional period. We only he can only stay in the bathroom stall for so long before he's overrun by Astro Nation, um, as they as they're called. Um, so yeah, we definitely have a great World Series in our hands. I think we're all in agreement here. Go Braves! Go Braves! I I don't know. I completely missed the Charlie Morton thing when while we were trying to get on color cast. Did he get hit by a by a by a ball oh you didn't see this is actually the last play that i saw a deranged man ran on the field and sliced his achilles tendon oh said fractured forearm on on my feed but maybe maybe that that must be a mistake (laughs) maybe we're watching a different game i don't know yeah i mean because i flew out to denver because we're trying to do the live color cast i ended up flying back to uh cape cod direct so I'm here right now watching live. Um, my uh, my lungs are filled with something. My chest is, I'm sick. I have either uh, bronchitis or pneumonia. I don't think it's COVID, uh, but I got a little sickness from out there in Colorado. So I'm just uh, quarantining in a fucking insane nor'easter right now. We got the winds ripping 60 miles an hour down here. Got the game on. Uh, it's, it's not too bad, but that's just my feed. That's where I'm at right now, everybody. Thank you for battling through. Um, I, hopefully it isn't COVID indeed. We were all together and, um, we did have a, a friend, a great friend of the pod, Robert got tested negative. So that's good. Um, and yeah, just wait out that Nor'easter, you know, man, I'm psycho, yeah. dude. Yeah, kind of wish it was uh, COVID. Maybe this one isn't that fun, but uh, CVS gave me an inhaler. I've been hitting that. I'm going to actually hit my inhaler live on the air. Nice. Now I'll be good to go for the rest of the pod. So. Smash the likes. Smash yeah. the likes. Everyone like and then um, comment and also share. Yeah, please, please write please like and, and re like and share. Like, comment, and share. As they like, say. comment, and share. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, in uh, other sports news, we had a big week 
in, you know, in sports, obviously this weekend was, you know, the NFL slate was, was pretty interesting. Um, the, obviously the story coming out of the weekend is uh, the Colorado college Tigers upset the number 10 Boston college Eagles mm-hmm. uh, in a great hockey game, scoring a penalty shot. Uh, CC new head coach gets his first win. Uh, huge win for the Tigers. They did get shut out by Northeastern the next night. Um, but yeah, Tigers are on a roll. Uh, go Tigers. Um, yeah, you guys. Uh, this was part of the reason that we joined Color Cast. What they liked about us was how we got boots on the ground. They kept repeating that phrase you get boots on the ground at all the major events. You got Pimo at the World Series. And Junkman, you were on the ground for this first victory. Is that right in Boston? I was, it was absolute electric factory. Uh, first of all, the BC fans, uh, they have a lot more uh, students than Colorado college. So a bit more yeah. lively than the CC home games uh, with a full band and a bunch of screaming 19 year old girls. Um, but it was really fun. Uh, we were drinking canned wine uh, at the, at the game and CC went up to O went down three, two. And then, uh, scored it on a nip and then uh had a penalty shot to take the lead and put him away it was it was epic it was it was a great win yeah i thought that goal by colby ambrosio was beautiful an unbelievable goal to put bc up three two off the face off that was incredible Uh, i thought it was over then but then colorado came back tied it up and they got that penalty shot uh, you know, when BC pulled Eric Dopp, I was really concerned, but luckily we got that empty netter and, uh, we ended up five of three great win. Uh, funny story about the game. Um, there was this guy behind us who was cheering for CC and we were all pretty buzzed and we're like, Oh shit, did you go to CC? And he was like, no, my, my boy's on the team. And we we're like, Oh, cool. And, uh, we he's like yeah i live in i'm just in boston like traveling um my my buddy's on the team so i'm rooting for him We're like oh cool like so so what do you do for work and he's like oh i'm the uh i'm the athletic trainer for the for the marlins we were like what (laughs) so this guy was supporting his boy who's you know in college now but he's the trainer on the marlins i don't know what his name was or if he's the head trainer or what but he was a big Tigers fan with us. Uh, we ran into a bunch of young CC folk, uh, had a big old CC fan section. It was a great time. That sounds awesome. Tiger stripes run everywhere. Yeah. yeah. Marlins dugout. Yeah. Athletic training too. To yeah. He didn't Boston go to CC College though. Barn. He didn't go with his kids on the team? Uh, his friends on the team. He's oh, like, his oh. friends on the team. Yeah. And he's the Miami. I thought that you said it was his dad. No, I got it. Okay, that makes yeah. that's very, very makes more sense. Um, I <laughs> love to hear. It. Well, this is this is our uh, uh, new setup to here. <laughs> Why do we move on to uh, NFL? Oh, okay, <laughs> that's fair. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, I actually did want to kick off. Obviously, the biggest news of the weekend. The, the reunification, obviously the biggest reunification of the entire season between a former quarterback and their franchise. Uh, everyone was wondering how will Lions Nation take him back in? Was he going to be able to respond against the immense pressure and success he had in Detroit? And that was, of course, Matt Stafford meeting back up 
with the Lions again. Very emotional. I don't know if you saw the Adele commercial, but it was kind of a big deal around the NFL. And um, the Lions never gave up. They fought hard. And we really miss Matt Stafford on the other side of the line of scrimmage, as they say. They do call it the line of scrimmage. And, yeah, uh, you know, Lions played awesome. Great coaching by by uh, by Dan. Man. D.C. D.C. That was really fine coaching. He did everything he could to win. Uh, and then Jared Goff threw a, you know, Stafford-esque interception in a, in a touching tribute to uh, – <laughs> Stafford trying to to win the game against a better team late in the fourth quarter, trying to make too much happen and throwing a pick. Uh, that was a bummer. I really wanted the Lions to pull through, Jerry. Thanks so much, Junk Man. It was a really difficult situation. Just being coming that close and seeing our coach just leave everything on the field. Two onside kick calls, going forward on fourth down. Um, a two fake punts, I mean, one onside kick. It was just so incredible and, and aggressive coaching. I loved it. You got to put it all on the line to beat a much more talented Los Angeles Rams team, of course, who, by the way, is ranked fifth on NFL.com's power rankings. Um, but the Lions just didn't have enough. It was a great game. Unfortunately, the best game of the afternoon on Sunday. The matchups were not too hot overall as terms of, in terms of good football. Yeah, not the best day for football in terms of matchups, but it's, you know, it's a Sunday. You do what you do. And I thought that game at night, that was a fun day. Um, I don't really, you know, remember all that much of that game. <laughs> but what I do remember of it was good. Loved the rain. Um, loved the, you know, atmosphere there in uh, San Fran. And I thought, you know, I mean, I do. I just like, it was closer than people felt is how I felt. Yeah, I went to bed before it got carried away. Something I was thinking about that game, uh, Martellus Bennett, uh, former NFL tight end, uh, current creative, um, went on a podcast the other day and said that uh, they only – they lost one game uh, with the Patriots in 2017 because Jimmy Garoppolo was such a bitch. Uh, he used the B word. Uh, he said Jimmy Garoppolo uh, is a bitch and was healthy enough to play but didn't play at the last second and Jacoby Brissett had to go in unprepared. Uh, Jimmy's missed a lot of time in San Fran. Is Jimmy Garoppolo a bitch? I think that is a possible thing here. Why he's missed so much time is Jimmy might just be a bitch. But hey, Jimmy, he's a bitch. He's too hot. He's, he spikes his hair way too high, and he's just turned into a bitch on the field. I think that's really it, plain and simple. You got to go out there for your guys. This was supposedly your year, and it's a prove it year. Okay, this is a prove it year for Jimmy G, uh, and he hasn't proven it. The 49ers have underwhelmed every uh, expectation and critic that going into the season, hoping they would have an opportunity to actually reach that next level, and they've fallen flat on their face. Jimmy G is a bitch. This is a really, really bad showing from Kyle Shanahan, too, who is supposed to be this genius. He just can't even get over the hump. He's got all the talent in the world, the number three draft pick. He has a quarterback, but he's sticking with Jimmy G, who's constantly hurt, and that's his excuse. And he's either actually hurt or he's injured. It's hard to tell. Well, and Trey Lance is hurt too. So uh, I believe uh, Sudfeld is their other backup. Uh, 
would love to see him get some time. Uh, haven't seen him since uh, that NFC East showdown in week 17 last year where um, the uh, Eagles put him in uh, and lost the game intentionally, maybe. Um, great third string guy. Uh, yeah, but, you know, not the best week of football. Um, everyone kind of everyone kind of stinks uh, right now. Um, everyone kind of stinks. That's a great way to put it, Lee. Like, yeah, this game you know, on uh, Monday night, right? Seahawks, Saints. Both teams sucked. Like, that was a bad game of football, but you still watch it. I mean, it's, it's still on. Yeah, still, you still watch it. I mean, <laughs> we have no choice. What are we going to do? I think the top 11 teams are actually good, and it will be fun to see them play out. We're doing a list. No, a list. no particular order, but this is from 11 to 1. So it's in a very particular order. The Raiders, <laughs> the Titans, Chargers, Ravens, Bengals, Packers, Rams at five, Cowboys at four, Bills at three, Bucks at two, Cards at one. That's a competitive list. Those all eleven of those teams are playing good football and should be can all have a late season playoff run in their arsenal. Yeah, I think that's what makes it so interesting this year is that. I look at any of those teams right now, including the Raiders, including the Raiders, and, and think that they could win a championship. Uh, I think each team has flaws. You know, throw the Chiefs in there too. Uh, I don't. I think they're you done. Don't, you think the Chiefs are done? Jerry's I, I, the I, just, are done. I think throw the Chiefs in. I think, I throw, think throw the – don't ever count the Chiefs out. Don't, done. Yeah. don't count the Chiefs out. Um, remember – yeah, it is really interesting because it felt like this year we were like – we did our pre-show, which I know all our listeners, our preseason show, all our listeners were devouring, um, where we kind of were saying something along the lines of uh, like Browns versus Chiefs, and then Bucks versus Packers, and saying how are we going to avoid a Bucks Chiefs Super Bowl again? Well, yeah. completely different now. Uh, the Browns are in last place, and I'm still not counting the Browns out. Uh, no, they're but they are in last place, and what's apparently a really hard division with the Bengals being good. Uh, so, and, and, you know, the Bucks lost to the Cardinals, but I still don't really believe in the Cardinals. So it's like, it's really interesting. Uh, it's it's going to be a tough end of the year. And I, I honestly don't really know who I would pick right now. If you guys had to pick a Super Bowl right now, what would you pick? Hmm. That's a really good question, which is a really good way to stall when someone asks you a question that you don't have a good answer to. But if I had to go with my gut, I'm going to say Bills, Bucks. I still think the Bucks are really good. I think Tom Brady's kind of figured out something that's important in any sport that you don't want to be playing your best football right now. And what I also saw that I liked from the Bills is that game against the Titans. Yes, they lost it, but they went for it on fourth down. Not a good fourth down play, but I like that they went for it there, knowing that they probably are going to win their division. They probably have a good chance of getting a home playoff game. It's not the same Chiefs team, and they could go for it there. They could take the risk knowing that they want to peak later on. So those would be my two picks right now, but it's tough. You know, Rams looked really good, um, beat the Bucks early in their season, but I think I could see that being the NFC Championship game, Bucks getting the W just due to the experience and having played earlier in the season. I would agree on the same thing. I, I think the Bucks are going to find a way. I think uh, this Thursday is going to be interesting. I think it's uh, Packers versus Cardinals. 
um, that's going to tell us a lot about where the Packers are because we forget about the Packers, but they're still the Packers. They got smoked against the Saints week one, but that was week one. So, um, you know, we'll see how they're playing. Although no, no Devonte Adams this Thursday, he's got the cocoa. Yeah. Uh, hopefully I don't either. Uh, but yeah, it's going to be, uh, also I took our at home COVID test from uh, CVS. Um, text my brother. Who's, uh, going to go to med school soon. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah. He's 90%, 90% accurate and negative. So, Oh, okay. That's good. I also used the uh, home test three times. I ended up being positive, but they also tested me out um, some other times once I was positive. I think it was just too early on, but that's a me problem. You were positive? I was positive and it didn't, it took like four days for it to register because I tested the first three days and it was negative, negative, negative. Day one, two, three. Nice. So yeah, some fear. That was from NHS though. And want to thank the NHS workers for everything yeah. they did. Um, and they were really great they just hand out free test kits so that was a really good program but you probably want to test after day three now for my super bowl matchup i'm going to be a little bold here okay um and i think you're gonna have a matchup of quarterbacks <laughs> you're gonna have a matchup of quarterbacks who have had a prove-it type careers and are at their second destinations and one of them will walk away completely redeemed I think the Tennessee Titans will face off against the Los Angeles Rams for a Tannehill Stafford showdown. I would uh, love what, that. What happens next? I don't know, but I think that's a, an interesting up and up right now. A lot of talent. The Titans are, I think, the bigger question mark there. But look, everyone was kind of counting them out. They weren't. They as, did. They did lose to the Jets. They did lose to the Jets, but they're playing. That was a fluke. They're playing much more physical football that bills win showed a lot to me at yeah. least. And I really believe in the Titans playing physical football and no one runs the ball like Derrick Henry or has in a decade in this league. Look, I mean, it's hard to count out tractor seat though, but that if that happens, book it right now, we are color casting the Super Bowl. Yeah. If that's yeah. the Super Bowl. Yeah. We'll do the whole thing. And we'll figure out how to even go live. Unedited. Unedited team podcast live of the Super Bowl and it's Titans versus Rams. You in? <laughs> you in, fans? Everyone who's in, raise your hand. Wow, a lot of hands up right now. Thank you very much. Uh, wait, so Jarkman, just to clarify, you have the same Super Bowl pick as Pima? I do, yeah. Okay, you guys can pick yeah. any fucking teams and you just pick the same matchup? Well, I'm just trying to be honest with our listeners. You know, there's okay. people like Lily Bigger. Shout out Lily Bigger, friend of the pod, who every year has a family pool, and she uses our picks to pick it. Okay. So instead of getting her hopes up for the Titans versus the Rams, I'm trying to lead her down the right direction. Okay. Um, question mark. Is Aaron Rodgers – going to win a Super Bowl in vain. Could he win a Super Bowl in vain for the Packers? Like, he's just so pissed. He goes all the way to win a Super Bowl and then quits. So what are your thoughts on the Packers? Are they actually 6-1 or is this a mirage? I think that's literally, like, the most bitchy way to put Aaron Rodgers, and I love it. 
<laughs> like the only way that he wins the Super Bowl is he spikes the Packers. Yeah. <laughs> He's just like, Fights them fuck by you guys. <laughs> he wins and then asks for a trade. Oh, He's like, this would be the biggest fuck you. I don't know. I love Darren Rodgers' thing with the with the Bears fans. That was that was uh, saying how he owns them. All getting caught on hot mics. That was fucking awesome. Like people are saying he doesn't care right now. Uh, he was pretty pumped up right there. Felt <laughs> sure, but that was awesome. It was. I hate him more than anyone in the league, but that was pretty awesome. And the only thing I probably hate more are Bears fans. So yeah, yeah. No, that was awesome. It was great to see that fire and. I, I think you're onto something, Jerry. Like, if he gets so passive aggressive against the Packers, it could be to the detriment of the entire league. We almost like want to, like, you don't want to poke the bear too much, you know? Right now, the uh, Packers have a caged Russian bear and Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> gotta be careful how much you poke him. You don't want to poke him too much. Couldn't agree more. Um, so, in final news, the Lions, well, final news for the Lions, I should say, they're not ranked 32nd. Do you guys think they will win a game this year? On the NFL power rankings, they're actually 30th, better than the one in six. Yeah, Texans I think, they, I think they, they will. They should have beaten the Ravens. They had a chance to beat the Rams. They're scrappy. Uh, I think they play the Eagles this weekend, right? Yep. That's, That's a good win, think, huh? Could, could definitely be a win. I think so, too. I think this is the time we need to do it. Yeah, what I see happening is, you know, you got the Bears in there. Um, have you played them already? Yeah. Okay, another Bears game. Vikings. On Thanksgiving, we'll play. Yeah, I, I just don't see – I don't see Goff going out there and just getting completely and totally castrated on live TV 17 times this year. I certainly hope not. That would be quite the feat, and uh, you're right. He is not – he's not uh, like our John Kitna. Right, exactly. Like, he's got to have some fight. He's the number one draft pick. He's from Cal. Yeah. Um, Rogers is from Cal. You know, maybe we'll get a Green Bay. Dan way. Campbell onside. Yeah, yeah Dan Campbell. Out. Like, if you're going to bite someone's knee, you got to get a W. Yeah. At some point. Yeah. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more with you. Um, yeah, so, I mean, not the best week of NFL – but a very interesting dynamic, I think, going up on almost the halfway point of the season. Um, I guess it's kind of hard. Well, 18 games yeah, now, so nine close. weeks. We're eight week, on a week eight. Yep. I'm getting a head nod from our producer, uh, Jerry Fine Bombstein. So we love that. <laughs> love that. He's giving yeah. us a thumbs up. Finey. Thank you, Jerry. Vine Bombstein. Vine Bombstein. Vine Bombstein's in. As Lee's hitting the inhaler. Yeah, Lee's got some steroids into those lungs. Getting high over here, dude. Whoa, dude. Shit. Um, yeah, so I don't know, guys. I'm really excited for this back out. It's great to be back on the air. You know, we're working mm-hmm. out some kinks. Um, for those that aren't on B-Team Gold, you'll notice I'm in a new location. I'm actually next to Pimo. And so we've been filming in this hallway on our AirPods. Different. It's different. It's like, are we on a call with Leo? Wait, we're podcasting. Right. It's a different dynamic having Jerry next to me because, like, I can tangibly touch him. And yeah, it's I kind also, of too much touching going on. I don't. I don't. Yeah, there, the, there's a lot of touching. There's just this. a lot of touching. Yeah. I also me. can't mute him, which is tough. I have to mute myself when I do that, too. So, 
Yeah, we'll work it out. Uh, call, you know, we're working with Ebony, a little handsy color cast. Yeah, this was a good trial run before. It's a good trial professional before we go pro next week. Yeah, once we are actually on an app that has a far greater reach than our social media, we'll we'll have the kinks ironed out. Yeah, we'll talk with Ryan, uh, get some good notes and feedback, Mm -hmm. um, and really make sure we're back on our game. Really locked in, I think, for the big color cast debut. This is a big contract that we need to live up to. It's a lot of excited people, a lot of hearts that need to be smashed, which AKA, AKA just likes hit. Yep. Yep. I couldn't have said it better, Jerry. And I think what Jerry is kind of alluding to here is um, for some of you, this is going, this episode is going to continue with an interview at some point in it. Mm. And I'm just saying this right now so I can kind of cut it together. Okay. And put the interview in. So without further ado, here's the interview. Just have to consent. Thank you. I, I give you all consent. You consent to be recorded? I'm consenting to being recorded. Rosen Feinbaum, you got that? He's got yeah, it. Got it. Uh, well, as you just heard in the intro, uh, we now welcome on a uh, wonderful guest. Uh, we have Mr. Prowler himself. He's been on before. One of our latest episodes of all time, the return of William Bemis. Will, how you doing today? It's good. I just want to say I'm consenting to being recorded, unlike a Patriots uh, assistant recording uh, practice of another NFL team. It's great to be here. It's great to be back on the B team. Second time, long time. I believe it's been like a year and a half since I've been on the pod. Yeah, but I think, uh, I think last time you were on, the pandemic wasn't a thing. That liberal hoax wasn't around. Yeah, huh. it, uh, it shut down all of our sports, which is too bad. Um, but we're back. We're better than ever. Um, we've already got a lot of content controversy so far in this uh this sports season or this uh this nfl season i don't know which we want to focus on first although i I have a topic that we didn't discuss prior um PETA, did you hear this did you see about this no they want to to rename the bullpen the arm barn because 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 it's offensive to bulls many of the bulls i've been talking to have said hey i love baseball but i can't bring my calf to a game where we're watching them trying to warm up and next thing you know i gotta shield his eyes and hooves with my hooves you know that's so interesting because i actually know a ton of bulls i work with the bulls and none of the bulls that i know are offended by the bullpen so i feel like this is more of a white upper middle class thing where they want to change the bullpen but the bulls that i know because i work with bulls they don't mind the name Every bull I've talked to loves the bullpen. They think it should be not only protected, but expanded. So, Will, I think that is a great topic to bring up to start. I mean, really, when you look at the sports world, there might be a lot happening, but we can all agree. Will the bullpen remain is at the top of everyone's list. That's true. Number one, uh, number one Seattle Kraken fan. How do we feel so far, Pimo? Um, I know you're a huge crackhead even before the team. Um, so it's good to good to finally see them really really start to grind out a couple wins. Um, you know, first win in the hometown barn. Uh, 
not the arm barn, different barn. Uh, but how, how do we feel being the 32nd team in the National Hockey League? Feeling great. Really, really like the new post-game thing where they throw a stuffed salmon to a random fan. I think that's a great addition to the, what, Energy Saber Arena? Is that what it's called? Climate Change Arena. Climate, 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 yeah. climate Change Arena. Yeah, you know, um, we've been looking good. Groovy and goal definitely was the star of the game the other night. Uh, very similar to, I believe it's Dominic Ratz's performance against BC a couple weeks Ooh. ago. <laughs> Dominic Ratz, right? Dominic Ratz, sorry, not Ratz. Different type of fish. Shout out to all the uh, diehard Colorado College hockey fans that listen to the B-team pod. Um, that's uh, it's not really a deep cut when you're as big a fan as our fan base is. Um, I mean, we are, the, we are the official podcast of Colorado College hockey. I think we can get ah, probably are the podcast that talks most about Colorado College hockey. Uh, actually, there's definitely some weirdos. There's now. definitely, yeah, I was going to say, definitely <laughs> yeah. people in the rings that are talking way more about it than us. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah, there's some guy that hosts like a military god Colorado College hockey podcast that's got to just be like, you have no idea what what this team could do if they all believed in Christ and played in the Broadmoor World Arena. Ed Robeson Arena is built on the backs of my family. I don't know, some crazy I mean, conspiracy theory. CC Hockey's probably lost so many diehard fans because of CC being such a liberal school. It's probably like, uh, you know, just like, oh, I used to love the Tigers, but ever since that school just, you know, started supporting everything, and being so vocal, I, I just – I can't do it anymore. I can't do it. I drive to Denver. Yeah. Drive to Denver. <laughs> I, I used to love them until they got rid of Prowler. And the next thing you know, still can't bring my kid. Yeah, you went on that podcast, Tiger Talk, and focus on the family after the Prowler was, was taken away, right? I mean, that's kind of where we scouted you from. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I got my start in uh, – um, focus for the family and it was nice to really spread spread my seeds yeah. down there uh, yeah. I thought you focus on families is putting down some roots absolutely and, and uh, you worked with the best one of the best uh, you know right wing conservative hockey podcasters in the game Bud Johnson uh, he's a Springs local he lives and breathes uh, hockey and God um, how was what was it like working with such a legend um you know, getting spanked every day at the office, a lot of people don't think that it builds character, but honestly, it makes you get coffee, like, so much quicker. Yeah. And uh, the amount of, like, stats I could tell you about Tony D'Angelo is just off off the charts. Um, and, I mean, realistically, I, I don't think that the Blackhawks should have to change their name just because – it's their original six team, and that's what Bud Johnson taught me in his, you know, esteemed knowledge is that uh, it's good to be closed minded and that things should never change and that it's just horsing around. And it's, it's we'll be yeah, locker room talk, locker room talk, <laughs> yeah, locker room talk. I'm, gl- I'm glad, I'm glad uh, things, things are already off the rails, but um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, we could uh we could rewind a little bit. What have you been up to since the last time we saw you? What have you what have you been doing? Uh well I mean primarily I've been scalping a lot of tickets. Mm. 
Um, I've been I went to the Colorado Rockies game and I bought out the entire rock pile uh, in in protest um, of the arm barn. And uh, let's see what else. I went to um, a couple baseball games over the summer. Nothing. I really forget. This is not being a joke. How nice it is just to like sit outside and drink a beer with a bunch of other people and just be like, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a good old fashioned American pastime. Really, it was lost on me how nice that was. Yeah, it is um, nice. I only went to one baseball game this summer and I forgot that there are, if you buy like the cheapest tickets at Fenway, it's not really like the Rockies games where you can buy the like $10 seats and like it's a blast. If you buy the cheapest tickets at Fenway, you can't really see the game. It's like fun. You're drinking, everyone's yelling, but you're fucking far away. You're like, you're up there. It's like the Rockies have the Rockies have a great stadium, Pimo. Congratulations. Thank well, you. Who, who, who's the drunk racist Boston person that built a giant wall in their field? <laughs> uh, that, that was uh, that was Mr. You Tom, guys, Mr. Tom Yaki. And don't tell, as my grandmother says, that was just the time he lived in. He wasn't he wasn't a racist. That was just the time. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Yaki he, built he pro build the wall. He, oh, he, he was way ahead of his time in pro build the wall. Yeah. Are, the, are the Red Sox supporting Trump? It really makes you kind of think. think. The Red Sox are proudly the least vaccinated team in the MLB. So, yeah, uh, I think it's this whole big liberal rap, but I don't know. The Red Sox really like to go against the 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 uh, pry there and kind of set their own time. I think they were the last team to integrate in professional baseball as well. That that is true. They were the last team to integrate, but uh, the Bruins were the first. So kind of a wash, Boston was. Ah, that's definitely a wash. When you're thinking about racism, you want to just play it nice and even. <laughs> yep. It's a one-for-one one policy. That and and the Bruins had, had Mr. Willie O'Ree. He was blind in one eye. Uh, first black player in the NHL. Just inducted to the Hockey Hall of Fame this year. I don't know why that took so long to induct the first player to the Hockey Hall of Fame, but, uh, you know, I, I, I guess his stats weren't up to par, but uh, they did get it done uh, finally. Yeah. So, see, but, I mean, he's for everyone. He's, he's there. I'm, when they did the hockey's for everyone, they picked a player who said a bunch of uh, slurs against people of the LGBTQ community, so – not like the NHL has ever messed up that before. No, yeah, they're they're great. They're so inclusive. Really good people. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that brings me back to the the cracking point. I think there uh, should be throwing more things into the stands after the cracking game. Uh, Seattle recently made all drugs legal. They should be, probably be tossing drugs to the fans. I mean, if you want to be the crackheads, you got to live up to something, right? I mean. I completely agree. And I'm wondering, like, how low is that combined hockey IQ in the Kraken arena right now? Like, the fans are still learning the game. A lot of them have probably never watched hockey before. Sure as hell, I haven't been to one. And when you add in all those newly legal drugs, yep. high-in-the-sky ideas, I think, let's go bold here. Let's throw all the used needles the city has to offer on the ice after the game. Harm reduction, folks. That's well, what we should do. And what we can do through that, too, is then those needles can be cleaned and distributed out at the next home okay. game for people uh, to clean, you know, clean needles. Um, something else that I was thinking, pretty too, progressive. if we could throw tents or other forms of, um, we'll say, shelter to the people in the, the arena, they wouldn't have to pay rent 
they could just live on the streets of Seattle. That probably yeah. would be good too. Post game show brought to you by REI and um, the vaccine. And, and Novavax, yeah. REI and Novavax, mm-hmm. the two leading sponsors of the V Team podcast. Yes. We also but, want to mention yeah. another one of our sponsors, uh, Nicotine. Um, <laughs> that's just a general overall sponsor of the B Team show. Nicotine. Um, it's been used throughout history to make you might have to make boys mad. Nicotine, do it, do it, do it. Nicotine, <laughs> just <laughs> only <laughs> one. Uh, but the Kraken are, you know, they're they're tough. I think they lead lead the league in fights, uh, which is fun. Um, they're a scrappy team. They definitely don't have. They're definitely not going to pull a Vegas. It doesn't look like, and you know, go to the finals in the first year, but. Uh, you know, a pretty solid start for, for a new franchise. Uh, Lee, speaking of fights, uh, we're, we're being a very progressive podcast here, and it's only a matter of time before the first woman makes it to the NHL. Do you think it would be sexist not to fight her if she made it to the NHL? Great question. Yeah, I, I do. I think you have to set the tone and drop the gloves uh, as fast as you can. A um, couple things on that. There has been a goalie, a female goalie in the NHL who was the third string on, I believe, the Lightning in like the early 2000s. Uh, and yeah, she's got some crazy French name I can't pronounce. Mm-hmm. And she was she was good. She took warm-ups. I feel like that should get more like press that there was a girl. Our, producer, our producer is buzzing in here. It's Manon Rehumu. Rehumi. Rehumi. Rehumi, yeah. I feel like that was like Manon probably not probably not Ruhu. Our unfortunately, our producer um, Paul Feinbaumstein is not very good with other languages, Mm. so that's why he's telling us it's Manon Ruhu. When when was that Pima? When did she she play? So a little background on her: Um, she's an Olympic silver medalist. And in 1992, she signed a contract with the Tampa Bay Lightning of the NHL. She was in a couple preseason exhibition games. Um, yeah, yeah, that's that's the yeah. It, I'm surprised that doesn't get talked about more. I guess the advantage of if that happened nowadays, you'd have the. I bet back then it was probably pretty cool for everyone, but now you have the people that are like, oh, like this is so soft. There's a girl playing in the NHL. They're just trying to do this for like PR, and then that. That anger actually helps the press. So then everyone hears about it. If we need it to happen again, we need more people to get mad. So it will it will actually get the word out more. more aggressive. And we're getting news that the pronunciation is actually Mu Nan Re Om. Mu Nan Re Om. I didn't even bother to try and remember it because I knew it was <laughs> it was gonna be very French. Is she French? Um, she, she was French. She was a French Canadian. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then the other thing I was going to say about that is Bemis, when we played club hockey at Colorado College together, we had two girls on our team, and other t- players on other teams would get mad to play us because they didn't know if they could hit them or not. But they would always say, Yeah, you could hit us. And I don't know, people would kind of just try and poke check them and stuff. And it was it was tough for the other teams. But yeah, we need to normalize hitting women. I know. In hockey. In hockey. In hockey. In hockey. Yes. Yeah. I, uh, yeah, I'm actually in search for the next man in uh, Rumo. Is that her name? Yes. Yep. That was it exactly. The, the next great one. <laughs> the next great one. 
So I'll just take slap shots at little girls every now and then, see if they'll stop them. Um, yeah, go down to you, the you parks. Never know. Go down to the park in New York and just shoot shoot street hockey pucks at little girls and just see what happens. That's I mean that's yeah. the beginning of a phenomenal movie. You know, yeah. you're, you're going to go find who's the natural out there. You're in New York City, and this one girl you shoot a puck at after hitting four in the face puts her arm up and catches it. Yeah, boom, boom, credits. I mean, go on. Like, oh, credits. Credits. James Bond. James Bond has credit. Come in with the intro song. We then you take goes off. to a montage of yes. her going from that little yes. girl, like her at World Juniors. Exactly. It breaks into a practice. Like a trophy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think we're onto something. Yeah. Uh, credits. Mm-hmm. The movie's over. It's up to the viewer to infer what happened. Infer what happens next. Yeah. Was it a dude? Most- hitting pocky pucks at little girls' faces and this one caught it? Or was there something more to it? I don't know. Uh, See part two. For, yeah, it's like the, no spoilers. Uh, the Sopranos. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll mark that. We'll add that to our movie collection. Yeah. But, so um, so you're, in, you're in New York now. What, what's that like? <laughs> yeah, what's um, New York like? Yeah, it's a, it's a city in the state of New York. Um, I don't know if you've heard of it Lee or you want me to like basic breakdown or like get really well, yeah, get into it what's what's your life like you haven't been there that long but you know what's what's been going on are you just well, every that? day I wake up every day I wake up at noon and I log on to the message boards and I spread spread a lot of rumors about the Detroit Lions um and sorry that that was my message board notification saying that my post just got 10,000 upvotes uh it's saying that Jared Goff is uh, too much of a toxic male to lead the Lions, and that the uh, Dan Campbell is too much of a man because he cried. Jerry, how did you feel about that? I think the team is actually going to have a delayed reaction. Everyone thought they were going to come out in Cincinnati really responding to the tears, but it kind of took a while for everyone to really soak it in, you know? So ah. started seeing it in L.A., and now three weeks later with Philly – they're going to – it's just going to hit them all at once. It's an emotional speech. And we're going to beat the Eagles this week. It's a guarantee, B-team guarantee. Lions win this week. If I was an Eagles fan, the amount of, like, Kleenex boxes I would bring to the link and just hawk them at Dan Campbell just to be like, That's good. yeah, yeah. What's it like to have emotions like a regular person? Yeah, yeah. Piece, piece of garbage. Uh, because that's what, Philly, that's what Philly fans are like. But back to New York City – um it's a horrible trash mound built on just terrible infrastructure that's horribly confusing um and i leave my apartment every day on the edge of like fight or flight which is a really normal human experience just to like that's good that you don't leave your apartment every day good that was a good point yeah yeah i mean once i get off the message boards i gotta go pick up two packs of parliaments and drop them off with one with my bookie and the other one with my mom um just just to keep her happy and then uh usually i'll take the train out to the local casino um and you know throw down on a bunch of dog races and then i'll come back make an easy mac and uh usually just watch sports center by myself um so that's like monday through saturday and then sunday i'm usually just watching football and screaming at the tv by myself and then I'll go to the dog track and then I'll come back and watch Sunday night football. And then it's back on the message board to talk about the lions. So 
yeah, I'm pretty busy these days. Um, we know, we know that. And that's a lot of why I wanted to bring you on. Um, your NFL expertise, as you said, we know you're on HN a lot, <laughs> um, chatting about the Vikings, the Lions, uh, Mike Zimmer's art collection, a lot of different things. How do you? How his girlfriend is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I talk about that all the time on the yeah. message board, etc. Um, yeah. Was it you or your buddy that has this insight on Kirk Cousins? Uh, I couldn't confirm that with with our producer. Well, my my buddy, who's actually a Michigan State uh, alum, he graduated in the class of '84. Yeah. Um, he's a um, he works at a uh, Menards at the Deep Cut for people from the Midwest, but that's the the Home Depot of the Midwest, yeah. uh, where where he sells uh, two by fours um, painted uh, purple and gold. Um, but his his name is uh, Dick Celeste, and he's a uh, I think you guys should get him on the pod sometime because he's a he's got a lot of insight into why the Vikings are probably the, one of the better teams in the NFL. They just haven't shown it yet. Um, well, but we uh, it's funny you say that. We kind of got a surprise actually right now. Yeah, we got him queued up. Uh, yeah, put him through five ball. Put him through. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Dick Celeste. Hey, how are you, Dick Celeste? It's good to see you. Uh, it's great to be here. I'd love to talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Skull, first off and foremost, Skull. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, that's what the Vikings would say before they'd kill your whole family. Um, so Skull, uh, we definitely just named our team after a bunch of really bad guys. Uh, but uh, first off and foremost, uh, Kirk Cousins is the best quarterback to ever play the game, besides Fran Tarkenton um, and Dante Culpepper and Tavares Jackson. Uh, so those are those are the three main guys that really come to come to mind. RP, wait, T Jack's dead. Yeah, T Jax is dead. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm Dude, you can't be you can't be spreading misinformation on this pod that I just got randomly asked on. Mr. Celeste, uh, Mr. Celeste, I just want to I, I want to close that loop really quickly. Tavares Jackson is deceased. Uh, he passed away in April of 2020, so he's been deceased. For over a year now, just yeah, twenty twenty. What do you think happened to him, Mr. Celeste? This is very, this, this is serious. He's he's dead. Are are you gonna be okay? I'm not gonna be okay, and I'll tell you why. I guarantee you, he got that damn vaccine running through his veins, and that's what killed Tavares Jackson. He was an NFL talent, and he went and he got jabbed with all those. Dirty needles from Seattle that they're passing out at that damn hockey rink, and uh, next thing you know, he's he's in the ground and he's never gonna. He's probably throwing six-yard pass, incomplete passes in heaven. Um, Mr. Celeste, he actually passed away in a, a single car car crash uh, before the vaccine came out, but it it well, could have been the vaccine too. It could it could have been the jury's still out. Um, you know when I. Uh, had friends who unfortunately took it they forgot how to drive and uh it, it can happen it can happen to anyone so but that that brings my main point because Kirk Cousins doesn't want to get vaccinated and I'll tell you why it's the best choice you could ever make it's because he believes in a little something called Christ I don't know if you guys have heard of him he's been around for about oh I'd say 2021 years um, and uh, he had a quote that said, if I die, I die. Yeah, you think your quarterback's scared to death? Because my quarterback's not scared to die. Uh, the vaccine makes you a terrible dancer. 
just look at any one of the Vikings. Uh, Justin Jefferson's great at dancing, unvaccinated. Adam Thielen, great at dancing, unvaccinated. Kirk Cousins, great at dancing, unvaccinated. I mean, it's all it's all pointing. The signs are there. And, I mean, you want to look and you see these guys that are just having terrible seasons. It's, it's an atrocity, really. And, I mean, when you think about it, uh, would you get it in your throwing arm? I mean, that's that's the $80 million arm that you're getting right there. Like you think you're going to poison that and just throw it away. It's, it's a, it would be a real atrocity to like try to guard yourself from something that's not even a big deal anymore. But well, what would you say to the people who would say that it's really important that a lot of people get vaccinated so we can, you know, kind of fight this thing, build up a herd immunity kind of, uh, is Kirk Cousins has a big example to set. What do you, what do you have to say about that? Kirk Cousins doesn't even need it. He spends zero time down in Florida. There's no need to get it if you're not spending any time down in Florida where you might be exposed. And just because it can be carried around and given to you uh, very easily doesn't mean you should just go willy-nilly with your health. I mean, for for GDPs, it's, uh, it's not worth throwing away your perfect 17-0 record next year to just be in danger. It's not worth it. I mean, just because you want to get covered from some some scary disease like malaria. Mm. Mm. So, so you do admit though that COVID is a real disease. Oh, yeah. I thought we were talking about the malaria vaccine that came out like a month or two ago. Oh no, we were talking about COVID. I think a lot of the press around Kirk Cousins has been his reluctance to get the COVID vaccine. Oh, well, that's because he actually had it uh, twice. He was one of the rare people to have it twice. The first time uh, he prayed it away. And then the second time he went to Joel, Joel Osteen's uh, church and drank a bunch of the holy water there and uh, oh. actually was able to get rid of it very quickly. Um, so I'm not, I'm not very worried about that vaccine. I think everyone should probably get it still. Um, but the malaria one, the Zika one, I think that one made up. I mean, that was just some silly mosquito disease, like, do we really need a vaccine against that? Do you think Kirk Cousins' lack of vaccine is really what's behind the Minnesota Vikings' increase in third-down efficiencies this year? I mean, when you want to break down the tape, it could be. But, I mean, when you when you got a coach that wants to fight his quarterback at all times of the day, um, I mean, I think that's what really brings it out of him is that willingness to fight. Um, yeah. But other than that, I mean, the Vikings are the best team in the NFC North easily. Uh, the Packers, I mean, do I even need to get started on the Packers? That's an atrocity. And our friends across the river. <laughs> Don't know if I've heard that one before, yeah. Mr. Celeste, but you just keep me today. A lot of people think the worst rivalry in sports is uh, the Bengals and the Steelers, but it's actually the Vikings <laughs> and the Packers. I myself have been in three fist fights at the Metrodome. Um, one of them gave me this this scar. Oh my God! Oh, oh, oh my, my God. God! For our listeners, it, Mr. Celeste just revealed a, a disgusting, disgusting. You might even get that looked at. Yeah, that's that's that festering? <laughs> when did that yeah. I, w- I was talking about how Michael Kadir is the best twin of all time. And uh, and some guy said, no, it's Kirby Puckett. So I punched him in the back of the head as hard as I could. Um, turns out it was actually his kid who was 17. Uh, and his dad turned around and uh, gutted me like a muskie. 
and I had to go spend a lot of time in the Hennepin County Hospital, but it was totally worth it to defend my favorite player, Michael Kadir, uh, RIP. So you introduced the story by saying this is a robbery at Green Bay, but it sounds like you were in a fight with another Minnesota fan at this game. He, uh, he was wearing a, a green button-down shirt, so I just assumed he was a Packer fan, but there's actually a good chance because uh, uh, the court – it's still an ongoing legal matter, so I can't really talk about it. But um, he's also from Minnesota, happens to be a diehard Vikings fan as well. Uh, turns out his dad is actually uh, Thor – um, so the guy who dresses up as the Norseman who wanted uh, million, millions of dollars to be the fake mascot of the Vikings. So, yeah, it's an ongoing, it's an ongoing thing. Um, uh, the other fight happened against the Miami Dolphins. Uh, I was talking about how I love uh, the movie The Cove, one of my favorite movies. And uh, some woman turned around and said, you really shouldn't like that movie. Uh, my daughter's eating those uh, tuna steaks. And I said, they're delicious. I love tuna steaks. And next thing you know, I'm punching her kid in the back of the head. And then she turns around and she decides, oh, I'm going to shoot this guy. I don't know how she got a gun into uh, U.S. Bank Stadium, but uh, she shot me right in my ice fishing foot. So I wasn't allowed to ice fish for the rest of the winter. Um, so that was a really tough one. Really affected me and my job at Menard. Um but uh, yeah, we could go over the third fight, but it kind of just sounds like I'm I'm uh, beating up kids. But I love the kids. I'm a huge fan of the kids. Yeah. Uh, not a weird, not a weird way. Pro kids, though. Right. No, we definitely understand that. I think we all know the third story quite well um, at this point. So I wanted to know a bit about your close relationship with Jared Allen. Uh, I know there was that SI piece a few years back. You guys bow hunting together. Yeah. Could you tell us a yeah. bit more about that experience and what he meant to you? Yeah, I actually, I taught him how to throw the javelin that he killed that deer with on that hunting show. Um, you've seen that clip of him uh, hucking a spear through a buck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Of course. Of course. Uh, and then I actually, uh, you know, not to, I know this is a family show, but I'm kind of in, into getting tied up. So I taught him his touchdown celebration on how to tie people up. Um, just to make sure, you know. So every time he sacks someone, he's thinking of old Dick Celeste right here. So that was you. That that is you. That's breaking B team news. That was you who taught him that tie-up dance, and it was sexual in nature. Uh, it generally, I mean, I, I'm more of just a, a casual fan of the tie-up. I don't oh, okay. think you really have to go there, Jerry. Um, but I I just wanted to put it out there. I I helped him clip his clip his mullet, and uh, we we have matching. Uh, stupid tattoos in our arms so anytime I uh, I look down I'm always reminded of my brother in arms number 69. Mm. Mm. That's great. You mentioned that this that this is a family show which it is uh do, do you have children Mr. Celeste? Yes I have three children um none of whom have been punched in the back of the head I don't take them to any Vikings backwards games um, although they they can probably use it if I'm being honest you know how things get with the kids these days we do um, that we do that we but do if uh if i'm trying to teach my kids anything it's accuracy because that's the most important part of Kirk Cousins' game um it's not about making the good play or uh, a play that gets you a first down it's all about your completion percentage yes um, so that's that's really important too i'm trying to teach them how to be winners so they're going to go to michigan state as well um i don't know if we want to really get into college football on this podcast but the third and final fight came at an exhibition game between the Vikings and the Georgia Bulldogs where I uh, 
they were finally testing out could Georgia beat an NFL team, and I happened to punch Uga, the mascot, in the back of the head. And, uh, you know, people say, oh, it's animal abuse, but when you're a real fan of the game, you're willing to do anything to make make your team win. So uh, it was a late fourth quarter push. Vikings were down by nine, and I just felt, hey, you know, that dog's looking at me wrong. I'm going to go teach him a lesson. Next thing you know, I'm waking up in the Hennepin County uh, Hospital. Dog bit me. Um, so they, unfortunately, uh, they thought about putting me down, but it ended up keeping me alive. So kind of sounds like Ugo was asking for it. Yeah, when you're when you're uh, beating the Minnesota Vikings as a as a college team, you know, my wires just crossed a little bit, and uh, it, it was bound to happen. I mean. You see that spike collar, and all of a sudden you're just seeing red. So it it, it was bound to happen, you know. Yeah, glad we could straighten that story out now. Hear your side finally. We've all yeah, heard August side of that story, yeah. but it's good to hear. Yeah, Aga Aga famously went on the Oprah Winfrey show and had a long piece, um, heart wrenching piece. So it's interesting to hear that there was in fact another side to it, and maybe it wasn't so much as Aga being attacked by a drunken, crazed Vikings fan. It was actually another person uh, on the other end of that fist. Yeah, and I have to thank Uga. I mean, he's the one that really he, he pushed me to better my life after that. Uh, I got a job at the Humane Society inside the Menards that I work at. Um, so it's a it's a hybrid because a lot of people are like, hey, I want to go adopt a dog and pick up a two-by-four. Where can I do that? Yeah, so, I think the, what is the E60 coming out of Uga and Dick Soles? Um, well, you named one of your kids Uga too, and that was you didn't have to do that. So Uga Celeste, Uga Celeste, he's he's my pride and joy. Um, <laughs> you know he's a he's a strong young pup, and I'm I'm teaching him to love the Vikings as much as me. Um, but you know it's just set him up for a, a lifetime of heartbreak. Um, you know I think it's better that we've never won a Super Bowl. Stay hungry. I can't relate to you Pats fans uh, that have won it all. Um, just because once you win one, I feel like you just lose interest in it. Um, so I, I, I kind of like always, always being upset and uh, miserable every Sunday. Pretty fun. That's so true. Well, we know there's a huge matchup this week, so we got to hear your thoughts. Sunday night, Vikings on. We all know Kirk Cousins' immaculate record facing the Cowboys. What is he, one and nine, I think, in primetime games? Does he get that immaculate second win, illustrious second win? You know, when I watched Dak break his leg, I thought two things. I thought good for him and good for the game um, because because injury builds character and I wanted him to get some more character development and it was good for the game because it made, it made the Vikings have a better chance of winning. Um, so that's why I thought it was good. Honestly, I think it's probably uh, 35-0 Vikings, if I had to guess. I think Adrian Peterson is going to have at least two touchdowns um, maybe a Harrison Smith pick six, uh, Tavares Jackson, uh, the revenge game. He, uh, he spent some time with the Cowboys, so real revenge game for the Vikings. And, uh, you know, I mean, what can you say? It's Sunday, it's Sunday night football. It's football night in America. It is. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead, Jerry. No, I just was going to say, I've been waiting all day for a Sunday night. Ah, yes. In the, in the world of uh, Taylor Swift. Yes. I don't think any of those players you mentioned are 
playing for the Vikings anymore. Are you are you doing okay? Are you watching the game still? Yeah, I, I'm I'm a little behind. I I TiVo most of them, and then I I make sure to watch them as much as possible. So I'm actually I'm I'm restarting the Viking seasons uh, in the '65 inaugural season. Um, and so anytime I'm gonna watch TV, I'm obviously gonna watch the Vikings or the Jared Allen Hunting Show. Um, so it's I usually flip back and forth between those two. So I guess I'm just I'm I'm right now I'm in a real heater. I'm in the middle of the 2009 season. Um, a lot of you remember that that was the Bounty Gate game uh, with the Saints. Uh, Saints are scumbags. I hate the Saints almost as much as I hate Uga. I, will, I buried the hatchet with Uga, but um, yeah, I mean it's uh, it's you know you gotta you gotta make sure you know your history before you're you're keeping up. It's like skipping skipping to the current game of the season would just be like missing all all the plot development of the team. Yeah, it'd be like starting you know Breaking Bad from the fourth season. Season. And this makes a lot of sense. I think more people should uh, force their kids to watch the entire history of every single game uh, in their team's history. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I don't know what Breaking Bad is because all I do is watch NFL football. Um, so I, I'm sure that that's some sort of other uh, thing on the television, like the, the Nintendo that my kid keeps wanting me to buy him or something. But uh, I mean, you know, if the TV's on, it's going to be the Vikings. And I know we're not as hungry as we used to be. We got that fancy stadium and, and whatnot, but you know, anything can happen on any given Sunday. Wow. That are some fucking inspiring words from yeah. you know. And you wanna be yeah. be hungry, but what's your outlook for the season? Are, are the Vikings are in the playoff hunt, you know, or do you think they're gonna make a run this year or what's going on? Well, you know, I don't want them to win it all because then they have to go to the White House, uh, which, you know, keep politics out of sports, in my opinion. Um, and I, uh, my outlook is we're probably going to go, what, what are we at right now? It's week eight. Vikings are three and four. Uh, what, there's 17 games in the season? Who's good at math? Celeste, they're actually three and three. So oh, there's three. Yeah, you're getting a loss on Sunday. Behind. I get all. He's fine. Right. You also, you also might be in the 2009 season, yeah, which true. at this point, the Vikings were three and four. Yes, they're. I mean, they're right around the corner. They're about to go and win it out. Um, I mean, is it crazy to say they end 13 and three? I mean, <laughs> 14 and three. That sounds pretty realistic to me. You you know what? I think if they were, it would start with a huge win in prime time. Kirk gets his second W. T. Swift sings him off the field. Uh, two the field. icons. It, it could go down. Say say what you will about that broadcast, but uh, the addition of Taylor Swift really really put it over the top. We've always been a major Taylor Swift podcast here, and we're yeah. really happy that she's on Sunday night. Mister Swift, do you do you have a wife? With, to go along with the children or? Yeah, unfortunately, I lost her in a tragic Viking game accident. Um, Sorry to hear she, that. Uh, yeah, she uh, drank too many uh, Michelob Ultra Lights and mm. uh, she was doing the wave a bit too emphatically and she actually hit a Green Bay fan in the, in the back of the head while doing the wave. 
and uh, he turned around and stabbed me, and then I fell and pushed her off uh, the top balcony, and she unfortunately uh, fell on a bunch of season ticket holders, and um, it was a real, real pain in the old uh, caboose, if you ask me. So, uh, but re- rest in peace to uh, Mallory Celeste. Uh, she died doing what she loved. The wave. The wave. The wave. The wave. Yeah. The wave. She, she had done the wave on every continent, is that right? On every continent. She also was the inventor of the roller coaster. I don't know if any of you have been to a high school football game, but uh, it's when everyone in the stands pretends to be on a roller coaster, uh, or so I'm told. I've never been on a roller coaster, but um, I'm too busy watching Vikings and working at Why is well, How is the roller coaster different from the wave? Uh, there's a lot more to it, uh, if you really want to get scientific to it. Um, the amount of momentum it can generate in a game. I've seen teams come back from 42 points, 39 points, uh, 42 points again. I mean, the roller coaster, if you want to turn things around, that's that's really where you start. It, the, the wave is kind of like the intro. Maybe the, the Seattle Kraken fans, they're new. They, they might be doing the wave, but real seasoned vets like me, we're, we're, we're doing the roller coaster in the stands. So is there is there a time and place for both, or are you always roller coaster? Or if you're down by a bigger margin, you'd switch to roller coaster from the wave. Well, it depends on if they're playing my favorite band, Motley Crue. Uh, that's a great song to do with the roller coaster too. Uh, Kickstart my heart. I listen to that song uh, four times a day, every day. Um, uh, usually when I'm drinking uh, my tall monster energy drinks, um, and that really gets uh, gets the juices flowing. So that's a great time to do the roller coaster. The wave is a great way to start. I mean, if you're trying to uh, run back a kick, uh, you know, mm. get a safety, that's the, the wave is great for that. Mm. But, uh, yeah. mm-hmm. Oh, so it's different plays even. Wow. It makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been doing a lot of scientific research. Uh, I've been running the numbers, crunching the numbers. The wave produces the win, I want to say 88% of the time. Uh, the roller coaster is close to 99.9%. Um, so if you are to do the roller coaster, it's pretty much a guaranteed thing. Wow. And so tell us more about your, uh, your, your business. You, you as I understand, uh, you paint two by fours, uh, purple and gold and sell them at the, the Midwestern Home Depot. Maynards. The Menard slash Humane Society. Yes, that's, yes. Uh, that's what I do for my main job. I've also got a side job of uh, foam fingers um, mm. to wear them on your hands in case you feel like punching someone in the back of the head because a lot of the times I would find myself at a stadium getting a real urge to punch someone in the back of the head. And I always found if I was wearing some sort of a foam finger, I usually wouldn't have the urge to do that. Um, so that's my little side hustle I got going on. Uh, I also have an OnlyFans. It's just a stream of me watching old Vikings games. Uh, that costs nine ninety nine a month. Uh, you can follow along. I'll put the link in the bio to this podcast. Yeah. Um, so if you feel like donating to any of my legal funds, you can go to uh, www.savedick.com. Okay. Save Dick. We have that down. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah, include that we'll 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 yeah, Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And those are for just to confirm your ongoing legal battles yeah. for custody of your children, that DUI case, and when you held up that Dairy Queen in um, North Dakota, right? North Dakota. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that Dairy Queen, the cashier, asked if I wanted any cheese curds, and I said, what? And uh, I I was not going to have any cheese, because that's the uh, main, I don't know if you know, the main mascot of the Packers is right. cheese. Um, so I uh, unfortunately had to uh, had to handle my own business, you know, but it's, yeah. it's how it goes. Well, let's make sure we get that info out there. Yeah, really um, want to support you, Dick. Uh, I mean, it's whenever you come on. Actually, this is your first time on. We've, we've gone out a few times. I forget. Um, Dick's an amazing host. Great ice fishing Sundays in the offseason. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. We've had a lot. Of, used to be that. great Sundays yeah. before you got that bullet to your ice fishing. Right. Boat. You can't and you do fell it. Yeah. yeah. One day. But yeah. Well, I actually, I use one of my toes as a lure. It always catches the biggest muskie out of the lake. Um, so kind of a you know a blessing in disguise to get shot at a football game um so you know count count my lucky stars good yeah you said earlier that you injured your ice fishing foot that's for for you digging the holes or for for is that a different bait foot or why was that your ice fishing foot? it's usually uh the right foot is considered the bait foot and uh the left foot is more of your relaxing foot uh, so I got shot right in the right foot. Um, you know, as the middle toe, uh, real insult to injury. That's the toe you need for, uh, the wave and the roller coaster. That's the one you really, uh, predominantly rely on. Um, but I'm still doing it. You know, I, I rehab pretty hard, uh, both in actual rehab and physical therapy and, uh, was able to, uh, to make a, an astonishing comeback. But my fishing career is mostly just me and Jared Allen hanging out, um, and then once I get the fish in, he'll he'll make sure to throw a full spear through them just to add, uh, make sure they're really dead. Um, Dick, we got uh, just a little time here before kickoff. Our producer will probably get this off tomorrow, but we would love to hear your prediction. We can go around perhaps as well. Big Thursday night matchup, the Cardinals against that. What is the rival across the river? Um, uh, the atrocity in Green Bay. Right. Big matchup tonight on Thursday night. What are you watching for? What do you see coming? Well, you know, I I hate Aaron Rodgers more than I hate that damn dog. So it's uh, one of these days I'm going to finally get to him. But uh, I keep writing him letters and he won't write me back. So I sent him a message on AOL Messenger saying, hey, I hope you don't throw a pick tonight. Trying to get in his head a little bit. Um, but, I mean, the, the Cardinals are who, – who saw them coming? I mean, geez, uh, what are they, 8-0, 10-0? Yeah. They're one of those Something, yeah. seven and oh, maybe they're six yeah. and oh, 14, and one. They did have that unfortunate tie against Georgia in preseason. <laughs> That's true. Uh, well, yeah. probably because Pat, Pat Tillman wasn't playing. So uh, there's a good, good chance that if he had suited up, they wouldn't have tied. So. Yeah. If Tilly was there, they would have, they would have beaten him for sure. And they got, you know, Matt Leiner to really lead in the charge this year with Anquan Bolden and Beanie Wells. So, uh, it's, yeah, it's a it's a strong club they have there in Arizona. Definitely. Yeah, yes, it, it, yeah, and other Arizona Cardinals players that I know for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we don't know. Maybe <laughs> Josh Rosen will pan out. Yeah, I mean it's he only a, only his second season down there. Yeah. He's still got a lot of potential. Yeah. Yeah, and that that backup Carson Palmer. Yeah, he, he looks really sturdy. Hopefully, nothing happens to his knees. That'd be terrible. Good thing they got yeah. Court Warner. Yeah. yeah. Glove. You like that glove? Oh, I love the glove. How are you going to get good grip on the ball? Yeah. It would be a shame if old Dick Celeste went down and did something that Carson Palmer's knee. 
Yeah, right, right in a really important playoff game. Yeah. Yeah, that would be, yeah, be a damn shame. Wow. wow. Well, we got a big matchup to watch tonight. A lot of talent yeah. on that field. Real, uh, real deep Cardinals cut. I'm a big fan. Yeah. All right. Well, Mr. Celeste, thank you so much for your time. Uh, good luck with the rest of the season and all of your legal battles. We'll be sure to plug all of your, your various businesses. Thank you, Mr. Yeah, Celeste. Yeah. Hey, we'll see you up at the lake this winter, all right? God bless. Yeah, I'll get you up to do some fishing, toe oh, fishing. That'd be great. Can't wait. <sighs> wow. <laughs> That was that was that was a great uh, interview, uh, Bemis. You're pretty quiet during that, just kind of in awe. Yeah, I mean, when you talk to a, a legend like that, that uh, you really just want to let him speak, uh, speak yeah. his mind. Um, whenever I'm posting on the message boards, it's always uh, you see Dick everywhere. Um, so it's really good to make sure that he's uh, he's alive and kicking and. Unfortunately, uh, I'm good friends with one of the kids he punched in the back of the head. Uh, he never, never fully recovered. Uh, it actually turned him into a Packers fan. So uh, it's, uh, it's too bad. He left the room. Yeah, I got yeah. It. We were wondering why your screen here on this Zoom call was empty yeah. when you brought that story up. Yeah. That makes sense. I also heard some trauma. tears coming some from trauma. your apartment. Was that you, or is there an old lady who was crying above you? Oh, that's my uh, that's my neighbor, uh, Mall- Mallory. Um, uh, yeah, she uh, she actually moved from Minnesota after um, uh, a tragic accident. Wait, is that is uh, that Dick's wife? You know, I was wondering. I'd seen her in so many of Dick's posts that yeah. there's a good chance that she might have moved to New York. Oh my! So she didn't tumble over to her demise that fateful day she faked her death she faked no 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 she's she's in a wheelchair and she lives on her fifth floor walk up so i i make sure to carry her every day but i i never really put the pieces together that uh so i guess dick just considers her dead oh yeah you know when you're when you're so focused on the vikings things can really tend to blur and uh it, it might it might just be that she uh, she realized her dream of uh, working at the Seinfeld restaurant and being a waitress there. So oh. that's that's what she does. Uh, she does that in a wheelchair. Yeah, she does that in a wheelchair. She carries all the hot coffee in her lap. She's a real she's a real warrior. Wow, that's when inspiring. Dick, when Dick listens to this episode, it's obviously going to be, I mean, incredibly eye opening. Well, it sounds to me like Dick just when that happened, he realized that his wife's injury was going to get in the way of his ability to watch the Vikings and declared her dead in his brain. I don't know. I think what we're going to have to do. We'll see. We'll see. I think we're going to have to have Dick on um, a bit later in the season. Once he hears this episode, hear his reaction. Yeah. So he can talk to yeah. him and get to the bottom of this. He's probably going to listen to this in like three years because he's on a bit of a tape delay. Uh, right. I, I told I told him I would TiVo this for him, but I don't think the B team is on TiVo yet. Yet. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. We did go a year and a half since you and I will try to squeeze this um, and, and before the next year and a half. Uh, I think we can yeah. do it. Can, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, also, than- uh, Beam, you might have heard earlier when I actually put on uh, a uh, hockey broadcast, uh, I was trying to click something else, but I hit Bali Mambas because I seriously, Tony D'Angelo scored the only goal of the game so far, <laughs> right after you mentioned him. For our listeners. Hey, who- I mean. Tony D'Angelo is a big time MAGA man who uh, is 
uh, notoriously a locker room uh, cancer kind of, and uh, he was cut from the Rangers last year um, due to his 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 views and his his locker room characteristics. So uh, yeah, it's one nothing Hurricanes thanks to Tony D'Angelo right now. Wow. Um, so, all right, we got good to see. Good to see the good guys finally score for once. Yeah, finally. Kick off here in two minutes. Let's go around the horn. Thursday night football picks. Um, and then we can see how right or wrong we were. Pimo, what do you got? I really, really, really want to say the Packers, but I'm going to say the Cardinals. Uh, 31 to 17. I got uh, Cardinals 28. Uh, no, 34, 28, 27 over the Packers. 34-27. I would have said the Packers to win if Devontae Adams was playing. Uh, I think they don't have that many receivers. I'm going to go uh, Cardinals 21, Packers 17. Mm. I'm going to say Packers 2, Cardinals 11. Okay. 11-2. Yeah. It's going to be a big, big uh, safety game. Two yeah, big safety. Okay. Big safety, safety, safety and field goals. Two safety yeah. and field goals? Nice. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got a I got an inside guy at uh, University of Phoenix Field uh, who said that the field is not up to par and that's going to be a sloppy game. So. Wow. That's good. Yeah. Let's check for We'll check for it. We'll check with Chris Collinsworth. Oh, no, he doesn't call this one. This it's is good. This is Tariko. This is Tariko. And, uh, Speak of the B team, yeah. And Troy Aikman. No, they're not the B team. I like them. All right, so it's time for uh, – what is that? One last thing? Sweet. We do one, one last thing? thing? Yeah, we'll up to one last thing. This is going to be a combined episode of, like, two and a half hours. Yeah, this, this is going to be a marathon. Going back to the bank. Honestly. I think our listeners are going to love this episode. It has everything in it. I'll start us off on one last thing. One last thing. I can't believe that it's almost November. One last thing. One last thing. Wow. Uh, one last thing. I can't believe Pimo's one last thing that he thinks it's almost November. One last thing. Uh, one last thing. Um, if, uh, if, if the, both of your one last things are really different than the normal one last thing that we do, this is going to help us evolve this bit into something else. One last thing. Uh, one last thing. December's right around the corner. Yeah, that's a good point. Wow. One last thing. One last thing. One last thing. Well, that was an insane interview. I'm really glad everyone's crazy. What the hell? Yeah. You you wanted it back. We brought it back. It does not disappoint. Yeah. We were so glad to have insert guest back. What an interview. The best. The absolute. I really love it when insert guest does that one bit that he always does. So good. Yeah. Yeah. With the harmonica. Yeah. Yeah, oh the yeah, the harmonica right. and the toads. But this yeah. week, but this week you didn't do the harmonica. <laughs> you didn't do the harmonica. Which is so weird. Yeah. I don't know. 
no, no, next time, next time we have insert guests back on, we'll do the harmonica and the tone. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. But for now, we'll just uh, finish this up with a normal bit that we do called "One Last Thing." Um, I'll start it off this week. One last thing. One last thing. Shout out to Dominic Bass, who was named the NCHC Goaltender of the Week. 80 or 68 saves in a big win over number 10 Boston College. Shout out Dominic Bass. One last thing. Dude, Dom D Bass like was actually scaring the shit out of me. I thought he, he was just standing up a lot. He we were far away. We were like on the side that CC was shooting on. So he looked sketchy to me. I didn't realize he had that many saves until right now. So shout out huge ups to D Bass. Yeah, huge up D Bass to the boys. Uh, one last thing, uh, speaking of Charlie Morton, uh, who's pitching on his third different World Series team, uh, the last three different World Series team pitcher that I can remember, uh, one his last one with the Cubs uh, in 2016. Do you guys know who that would be? John Lester. Close. Same initials, same first name. Uh, John... Um, John um... Johnny Lichen. Was he the closer? <laughs> I'm a huge Johnny Lichen fan, but uh, it was actually, it was actually John Lackey. Uh, oh, John right. Lackey. I was on of his Wikipedia. Course. I was on his Wikipedia today. Uh, he started Game Seven for the Anaheim Angels in 2002 uh, oh. as a rookie, and he won Game Seven, and then in Game six for the Red Sox in 2013, nine years after that, wait, 11 years after that, he won game six for the Red Sox in 2013. And then he didn't pitch much for the Cubs. He got knocked out of the starting rotation, but he pitched in the bullpen and he won in 2016, Mr. John Like and Lackey. Wow. One last thing. One last thing. One last thing. This one's from Paul Krugman. Krugman. Dune is the movie we always wanted. And that's an opinion piece from New York Times. Honey, I'm home, but I'm not married, carried a lot of problems around, being frustrated. And now I'm sitting at the end of the month, I just made it like you made the B team. And like your daddy's wife, you made it off. You heard the AT alien, so back the hell up off. Softly as if I played piano in the dark. Found a way to channel my anger, not to involve. The world's a stage and everybody got to play their part. God works in mysterious ways, so when he starts the job of speaking through us, we be so sincere with this here. No drugs or alcohol, so I can get the signal clear as day. Put my block away, I got a stronger weapon that never runs out of ammunition so i'm ready for war okay throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care and if you like fish and grits and all the pimp shit everybody let me hear you say oh yeah girl. now throw your hands in the air and wave them like you just don't care